Welcome to day 166 of Shape by the Word. I'm Paul Kemp here with David Keefe and Matt Kresge, and we are reading through the book of Ephesians. Uh, we've been enjoying Paul's letters. Um, we're reading a section of letters known as prison epistles. These are uh, letters that Paul is writing to churches he established uh, while he's in prison in Rome, and these are some of the most beautiful works of Paul. They come toward the end of his ministry. You see his theology you know, becoming even more rich and taking you know form as he uh, writes some of the most weighty sentences in these you know uh, in these letters that you find anywhere in scripture paul does more deep theology by accident than we will ever do on purpose and uh, it's always glorious you know i don't even know why I use wow. word glorious. it's always glorious moved. yeah it's always glorious to read these but you always realize that you haven't captured the full glory of them that uh, even though we, we get a glimpse of what we have in Christ, there is so much more truth you know, captured in these sentences than we will ever know until we see him face to face. And then we'll say, I got it, got it. And so as we continue in Ephesians, we uh, continue to enjoy you know, the grand picture of God's purpose for us in Christ Jesus and how before he, in eternity past, he predestined us to be his people for the glory of his praise. So before we jump in over our heads, let's uh, ask for some help. <laughs> so Matt, do you mind yeah. praying for us? Let's pray. Father, we do um, come to you asking that you would um, fill us with wisdom. Uh, thank you that you have spoken, um, that, that, that God, even now as, as we pray and we enter into your word, we are, we're confident that you hear and respond God, thank you that you have given us your word and in all of its um, richness and all of its fullness, uh, not that we may just read it, but that we may enjoy you through it and, and be transformed by it. So we pray for that, pray towards that end as, as we read, um, God, that you would be glorified in us and through us and, and that we would um, be transformed into your image. We thank you for the grace we have in Christ Jesus. Uh, thank you for this time together. And God, would you bless it? It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sin in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the rule of the kingdom of the air. The Spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace that you've been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith and this not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which he prepared in advance for us to do. Therefore remember that formerly you who were Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who called themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. 
For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one, and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away, and peace to those who were near, for through him we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people, and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, which Christ Jesus himself is the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his Spirit. For this reason, I, Paul, prisoner of Christ Jesus for the sake of you Gentiles, surely you've heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you, that is the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I've already written briefly. In reading this, then you'll be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which is not made known to people in other generations, as has now been revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given to me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God, who created all things. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God would be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose, which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are your glory. For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, so you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine, according to his power that is worked within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. And amen. <laughs> Again, we've been uh, kind of cluing you in as one of the, the keys to the uh, prison epistles to read Paul's prayers. These are some of the richest and deepest prayers. Of course, they come in the middle of sections that are part of the, some of the richest and deepest theology. And you get the idea that as Paul is opening up his heart and he's bringing us into this mystery that's been kept hidden in ages past, he realizes you know, that, that, that the mystery is so grand and is so great and is so full of rich meaning for us that, that we need the Spirit's help in order to imply it, in order to live it. Mm-hmm. And or to see and understand it. So you have him 
pausing twice. Usually, he, you know, in his letters, he has an, an opening prayer. He has two opening prayers in mm-hmm. this one. Mm-hmm. So we get one in chapter one, and then we get to return to this one, you know, in chapter three as well. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the things that stand out, you know, as we read, you know, chapters, you know, two and three? So many things. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, even what you're saying, like, we need God's grace to understand these things. Mm-hmm. I remember as a kid reading Ephesians 2, and reading it again and hearing it taught and, and and then one day I read it and I just that whole phrase like you know you've been saved by grace um, through faith this is not you're doing not by works that no one may boast and one day that just popped off the page to me you know and it, it stood out in a way I'd never said but like oh it's not from what I'm doing that's gonna get me saved but it's the grace given to me in Christ Jesus and so just love seeing how the Spirit is it work through his word just illuminating things and making these truths known to us? And I think all of us probably have those moments where we've read certain passages that we've read before, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it just jumps off the page and, and hits you in a way it never yeah, has before. Yeah, no, that is, you know, th- this is one long sentence yeah. <laughs> in Greek. And, uh, you know, I don't want to, well, yeah, let me read the whole thing. As for you, <laughs> you were dead in your transgressions and sin in which you used to live. When you followed the ways of the world and the ruler of the kingdom there, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh, and following its desires and thoughts like the rest. We were by nature objects of wrath or deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. And here he hints early that it's by grace you've been saved and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus for us by by grace you've been saved through faith and this is doesn't come from yourselves it's a gift of God it's not by your works that no one can boast for we are God's work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's not our work for we are God's work created in Christ Jesus to go, to do good works, which God prepared in advance mm-hmm. for us to do, and I love that contrast. Mm-hmm. It's not by your works; it's by His work. Yeah. You are what you are because of His work in you. And, and I love, you know, I bring this out often. I, I love it. The, the word is poeo. We get our word poem. It, it means His artistic work. It's not, you know, simply His His labor. But you see mm-hmm. the beauty yeah. of His intention, uh, the full expression. You know, of the glory of Christ and what he is doing through the church, which he's proclaiming. I'm sorry, I'm just going to yeah. go on and on and on and on. Matt, why don't you work, you your, way, work yeah. your way in here? I mean, you have to love verse four, right? Where, I mean, anytime you read, you're reading and you entered this like, but God, you know, mm. but God, because of it, the great love for us, God who's rich in mercy made us alive with Christ Jesus, even when we were dead in our transgressions, you know, it's by grace. Like, and, and two, just reading through Ephesians and, and I love Paul's almost like superlative statements where he can't think of any other word. I mean, he starts, if you go back to chapter one, you know, he says, we have every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies. And, mm-hmm. and then he talks about, you know, this kind of glorious inheritance and, you know, he keeps going incomparably great power at work for those who believe and he gets to us and or gets to chapter two where we are now and i mean he continues on you know and he's saying man the the manifold wisdom of god these these great works you know incomparable riches and you just have this yeah kind of this sense i think about paul as he's reflecting on this like you said earlier it kind of caught up in in these you know glorious realities that are ours in christ jesus and true of us you know he's saying man 
that he might show the incomparable riches of his grace. And even into chapter three, we're still seeing that where he, he doesn't even, it's almost like he's searching every word he can find, every Greek word. Oh, no, word. there's no doubt. You when know, it, how will I describe this? Yeah, and when you get to uh, your verse 20, uh, you know, the old King James, you know, now to him, uh, he was able to do exceedingly abundantly. <laughs> and, and both of those words, you know, both of those words are actually meant to take you as far as you yeah. possibly could. They're you know, highest ranking superlatives mm-hmm. that you can have. And he kind of throws them together. And the, the Greek construction is not even a great Greek construction. No. He just keeps throwing out words. And, uh, you know, and so what he's saying is the highest thing you can think, the highest thing you can think, you know, squared. Yeah, and, and um, you know the translation immeasurably more. I you know I I don't know if that even begins to capture. It's uh, yeah. It's it's not only yeah. It, yeah. it is far beyond what it we, is. We and it's just a reminder that them. even in verse sixteen where he says, "I pray that out of His glorious riches He may strengthen you with power through the Spirit in your inner being." You know that that those glorious riches and the manifold wisdom and those things that God could have kept reserved to Himself. He is he has chosen to lavish, you know, us with in Christ Jesus because of what he has done. You know, because go back to chapter two, you know, where but God, you know, because of his great love for us, no doubt. chose to save us. Well, I even just love verse nineteen. He wants us to know the love that surpasses knowledge. <laughs> you know, like I want you to know this love that's going to just yeah, surpass. No, no, knowing. no, absolutely. You know, like that's this mystery. And, and so he's talking about something that we're incapable of doing with our minds, but we are capable of doing mm-hmm. in the Spirit because God's Spirit uh, sheds uh, God's love abroad in our hearts through yeah. the Holy Spirit, which He's given us, going back to Romans chapter 5. So uh, the comprehension, you know, the compre- I, uh, comprehension, uh, the knowability, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, the knowability of, uh, you know, God's love as far as us, you know, comprehending it, mm-hmm. you know, it's an impossibility, but as far as us walking in it and experiencing it. Mm. in Christ Jesus. And, and that's what he's talking about when he talks about knowing yeah. something much deeper than an intellectual achievement. Yeah. And that's the prayer, right? In verse 18, uh-huh. may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to be able to just think it up on our own. You know, one day sitting there, well, this is finally how long it is. You know, how wide is it? I mean, if we've been reading along and, and noticing those superlatives and and the great love that Christ has for us. No, to this section saying, keep going, because I have no idea how wide and deep it no, truly is. No, you know, chapter one ended, and God has placed all things under his feet and appointing him to be the head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. And then we come, you know, to the end of this new prayer, you know, in chapter, you know, in chapter three, uh, and that's exactly what he's saying in verse, you know, in verse 19. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all mm-hmm. the fullness of God. And you say, how can that possibly be? Now to him mm-hmm. who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Mm-hmm. Amen. David, you mind closing us in prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, what wonderful truths that we get to read and to marvel at today. Um, Thank you so much for the wonder and the amazement of what you have accomplished in Christ Jesus. May we behold these things. May we seek to know um, 
be in knowability of, of God. May we seek to to go after him and may we continue to have our hearts refreshed and renewed in the mystery of the gospel. Thank you that you've united us to you. You've united us to one another. And may we as your people um, live in such a way that um, speaks to this wonderful news in Christ Jesus. And may you do this for your glory and our joy. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen.